Welcome to the very first show of our fourth year of making a podcast. Hi, everybody. My name is Jordan Reed. And I'm Lindsay Reed. And this is Spooky Spouses, a podcast about ghosts and stuff. Each week, we talk about things like cryptozoology, spaghetti, urban legends, uh, macaroni, true crime, other noodles and weird shapes, anything spooky related. That's true. Usually not noodle based. No. Well, for three whole years, every single week, Lindsay and I will both research a collection of topics separately of one another. Lindsay will go eat a bowl of macaroni. I will go eat 12 plates of spaghetti. And then after we're done eating all the food, we reconvene inside of our house and discuss what we've researched with each and every one of you and each other. And this week, I'm going to dedicate my portion of the episode to spaghetti eating contests. Cool. Thank you. I'm going to dedicate my portion of the show to hot dog eating contests. Which one's less gross? You know, I can't, I don't know. Think about it. <sighs> Slopping a bunch of spaghetti. Okay, so spaghetti eating contests, messier, probably. Yeah, but I've seen the hot dog eating contest and they like dump it in water. Which is disgusting. Like I would rather see sloppy spaghetti mess. Hmm, you would? Because it's like, okay, you see a kid eat spaghetti and... It's a spaghetti mess. But like a yeah. hot, like people ravaging hot dogs. The thing is spaghetti, and a lot of people don't think about this anymore ever since around 1992, spaghetti is a self-lubricating food. And hot dogs- Is that- do- Okay. Because they're, yeah. they're, they're swimming in- Because spaghetti is swimming in sauce. Ooh, you know what you could do? Mm-hmm, yeah. You could. Okay. Hear me Are out. Are we about to play pretend? <laughs> No, it's a, just an idea that I have. Um, okay. So you're like, oh, I'm like a skincare person. I'm not a dermatologist because I didn't get any degrees. But mm-hmm. um, come to my studio and I will show you the, the best skin regimen of your life. And then they put you in a bunch of noodles that you can eat, whether just like on your face or your whole body. But all the noodles are just coated in um, coconut oil. Ooh. So like it's still edible, but like it's really yeah. good for your skin and then you just have like noodle bath. There's something and I'm going to sound like a creep, but there's something really cool sounding about taking a slippery spaghetti bath. Yeah. Dipping into it. Imagine the noise that makes. You know what I always think sounds like really cool is and like <laughs> <laughs> skateboarding? just seems really flips or skateboarding. No, it seems oh. really like um, relaxing and nice as like milk baths. Yeah, totally. Like people that do like the flowers and it's like that creamy milky color and it seems like so good. But like <laughs> at the same time, it's like gross to think about just steeping in milk. It sure is. Yeah. Cereal has to do it all the time and we really don't yeah. even worry about it, do we? And then, like, what if you're lactose? Does that bother you? Is it you just can't consume it? Does it bother you if you're soaking in it? I wonder if you're lactose intolerant. You know, you drink the milk, you get the fast milk out of your body. Yeah. Um, And no one likes fast milk, Mm -mm, do they? No, No, they sure don't. But I wonder if you can absorb the milk through your skin and get fast milk that way. I wonder if it cures lactose intolerance. I doubt it. Like you absorb it into your skin. It's like immersion therapy. 
Oh, maybe. I also <laughs> maybe was, I've just cured you know people that are lactose intolerant. Here's what I'll say: I mm. don't think you have. But here's another thing I'll say really quick. When you said "Welcome to my studio," blah 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 about yeah. the spaghetti stuff, I thought, why not open up a studio, whatever it's called, but name your studio Stew Stew. That way, you go to the Stew Stew Studio. Which I think would be might be a fun thing. No, that's just a Phil Collins song. No, well, is that, do you think that's what Phil Collins is referencing in that song? His favorite spaghetti. Stu, Stu his what? His favorite oily spaghetti homeopathic spa called the Stew Stew Studio. Yeah, he was gonna call it. It wasn't gonna be Susu Studio. It was gonna be called Spaghetti Stacy, but Susu <laughs> Studio went better. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, we promised this uh, this show is about the paranormal and kind of sort of. But before we get into the the episode proper, Lindsay, you have an exciting announcement to make that I was really excited for you to make at the when uh, before we recorded the episode. Do you, uh, do you want to tell anyone about it? Yeah. I mean, it's just like I'm doing some things, you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, no, so I've been re- working really hard on putting an art collection together since we can't really have art shows right now. And I'm selling some of my art online. I'm still working on my website, but my artist name is Kelp Rabbit. Um, That's K-E-L-P Rabbit. Because I really like the um, Pearl Divers. Um, you can look them up. They're awesome. They're really cool women. But you can peep some of my products at Threadless. It is kelprabbit.threadless.com. You can look at a bunch of products. There's pillows, there's blankets, there's curtains, there's prints, there's buttons, there's so much stuff. And there's every price range that, you know, you could possibly think of and great holiday gifts. So yeah, if you want to support me and Kelp Rabbit, because I am Kelp Rabbit, then yeah. go check out uh, Kelp Rabbit on Threadless. It's kelprabbit.threadless.com. I will also put a link to it in the show notes, whatever podcatcher you're listening to, check out the show notes and there will be a Kelp Rabbit Threadless link. Now, Lindsay talked very fast because she didn't necessarily want to plug her own stuff, but I'm going <laughs> to plug it for her because, I mean, spoiler, we're married and Lindsay has been working essentially eight hours a day, if not 10 hours a day, about six days a week, building a website, creating a bunch of art, learning learning how to use all these new programs, investing in an iPad, investing in all the tools and software and all sorts of stuff. Lindsay has been working super hard on this stuff. And spoiler, uh, another spoiler, I'm very proud of my wife. And oh, I well, think that, you. oh, lay off. <laughs> and I think that she's doing great work. She's expressing herself. It's creative. It's original. There will be a website coming soon with different products on the website. But yeah, you also have a social media presence on Instagram and Twitter, Kelp Rabbit. And Lindsay, I'm very proud of you. I'm very excited for you. And if you like the show and you like one of us and that person being Lindsay, <laughs> then go check out what Lindsay has to offer and let's start supporting small businesses and not lining the pockets of Bezos because he has $45 trillion. Yeah, he already has too much of your money. Yeah, that's true. I don't have any of your money. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay, you're first this week, correct? Yes, I am. So I kind of did your method and I just like tagged some websites, but I only kind of <laughs> skimmed them. I didn't really read them very well. So yeah. um, bear with me as well, I kind of go over it. If you've listened to a few episodes ago, did you not read them because you just chose to skim or did you not read them because you said you can only read words that are five letters long? 
Well, it was slim pickings, but I figured it out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but my topic this week has to do with, okay, so we always like talk about haunted houses. Um, last week, I talked about haunted real estate agents or, well, them finding stuff in haunted places. That's right. There's haunted castles, all this stuff. But what we don't think about is haunted museums. We don't really, do we? No, there's even a movie, Mystery at the Museum, and it has nothing to do really with hauntings. I thought it was... The Things Come Alive. I thought there were two of those movies. Yeah, and with Ben Stiller. Oh, I thought it was Owen Wilson. Uh, he's in it. Is he like a cowboy or something? Yeah, he like runs around and is a cowboy or something. I don't know. When is Owen Wilson not a cowboy? Yeah, I feel like he's just an honorary cowboy all the time. Or he's like an honorary Wes Anderson character. I can't decide. Who might kind of be a cowboy metaphorically. Yeah, like there's a series of people <laughs> that are always just... Cowboys. Oh, cowboy, no. A Wes Anderson character. Like, yeah. Bill Murray is, but he's not because he's been around for so long that it's like, you know Bill from so much other stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, Wilson, you know him from other stuff, but you're like, no, he just, he fits the, the look, the character, the everything of a Wes Anderson character. Jason Schwartzman, Wes Anderson is character. It's just a Wes Anderson character. Like, yeah. that's their, their thing. But no. So mine is about haunted museums. And here just are a few... Because they have all that history in there. And if you believe in haunted items, then there's going to be ghosts attached to those things. Can I... Is is one of the museums on your list the Zach Bagans Museum? <laughs> no, but I guess that's a really haunted museum. <laughs> but this one actually is like the top... I'm only going to do a few, but it's like the top 10 haunted museums. And it's really funny because Zach Bagans' is, is not on here. And his is actually... <laughs> supposed to be a haunted museum well and it's actually called literally the haunted museum <laughs> it's, on, it's not on the it's, list <laughs> it's such you know it's a great name but it's not a great name because it's literally what the thing is yeah i mean it's right to the point it, it absolutely is to the point yeah the first one takes place at the moma museum in new york city this one is about it's like a, I'll show you a picture. It's a little <laughs> unhappy looking child on like a old porcelain cup. Okay. <laughs> oh, it's just, it looks like someone kind of got that made online for someone. Kind of like, it reminds me of like the prayer candles when like people replace like Mary with like, I got one for my mom and Bruce Springsteen's on there. Like yeah. someone's dog is on there. It kind of looks like one of those. <laughs> So they believe that this item is very haunted. Okay. <laughs> um, and this certain cup they think is haunted by a girl, a little girl. They have had ghost investigations, taken hunting gear, including EVP monitors, and they have captured tons of weird sounds. That sounds like a child. And it all kind of relates around this little porcelain cup. So besides ghost hunting crews and people coming in there, people that work at the museum also report that they have seen a little girl running down the halls. Uh, she's always giggling and she kind of chatters. Oh. Like uh, mumbles to herself. That doesn't sound that doesn't sound not scary. Yeah, so it seems like she's at least like a happy little girl, but she kind of <laughs> just runs around and does her thing but she isn't destructive she doesn't touch anything she just 
has her special cup. Is kind of just kicking it. Yeah. She likes her little cup. So they don't know if it's maybe the child that's on the cup. They don't, they don't know. I feel like it has to be. It might be. Or that kid just really likes that cup. Well, I would like. When you were little, didn't you like have a favorite cup that you liked to use? Of course I did. Yeah. We'll see. Absolutely, I did. But if I had a cup with my own face on it, it would be that cup. Well, it doesn't. I'm saying if it's if it's not the child's face, it's just the child's favorite cup. Well, then maybe it was a picture of their best friend on the cup, and they couldn't be separated because they were like, "I miss my best friend all the time." All I'm saying yeah. is that if I had a cup with my face on it, because it's I think it's a little funny, I would use that cup all the time. Huh? Wouldn't you? I guess. Yeah, I mean, see? we had our nephew a cup with his face on it, and he's pooping. Well, he's making hold on. like a pooping that sounds, face. That does sound very bad. There's <laughs> no, a picture you can't of him. See him pooping. <laughs> he's in a high chair and he's making a face, and you can only see his arms resting on the high yes. chair in his face. It's not. It's not like a picture of his butt. No, absolutely. The There's not. no poop in absolutely it. Absolutely <laughs> not. But the face he's making is very funny. Yes. So I got it put on two mugs for uh, his mom and dad for Christmas. Yeah. Uh, the next um, appearance or haunting museum is at the Cleveland Art Museum. Oh, where we grew up. Mm-hmm. So there was actually an exhibition in 2015, the painting and modern garden from Monet to Matisse. So I think we saw that. I think we saw the Monet. You and I went to the Rembrandt one. When, when you and I went together, yeah. there was a Rembrandt thing. This is also like... The most boring discussion we could have about what art exhibit we saw, even though I love art. But we we saw a Rembrandt one, and then there was also some Japanese artist. But I think you and I talked about it before, not on the show, that there was a Monet exhibit there. And I think you and I both went there separately because that was in like 2009. This was 2015. But the one I remember seeing was just Monet. I think that they actually have a Monet that just lives at the museum right now. Oh, okay. But I don't know if I I saw the collection. Anyways, they think that Monet actually hangs out at the Cleveland Art Museum. Wouldn't that be cool if you had some cool French impressionistic ghost? Yeah. I mean... That would be great. We're from around Cleveland and it's like... Oh, cool. Monet chose to pick our art museum to hang out. We must have a pretty good art museum. He must really like the music scene in Cleveland. (laughs) He's really into like rock and roll and grunge. Wouldn't it be cool if you got an EVP of him just saying, Socle Bleu, or Je m'appelle Monet. To like a, what, to like a Ramones cover? I mean, sure. Yeah, you could also hear the Ramones in the background (laughs) of it. (laughs) But he was actually spotted on a balcony overlooking the galleries. The person that saw them said there stood a man with Monet's characteristics, salt and pepper beard with a boiler hat. He does have a photo. The photo of the figure was snapped by the museum's director of design and architecture, Jeffrey Streen. He said that there was such a strikingly similar resemblance to Monet that he totally believes it's him. I hope it's Monet. Yeah, they claim that it's the real deal. All the staff there have said that they've seen him walking around after hours and she's just gentle and kind of wanders i would love if monet haunted our house i I would be worried though about like hanging up any art or something because he would just probably you would think being such a a well-respected artist that he would just be like "Mm, you're gonna hang that one up well besides monet they think that Cleveland has another really famous artist wandering the halls, too. Ah, okay. They think that, I mean, yeah, I was an art major, but I might slaughter this name. Jacques-André Joseph. 
Okay. And he is reportedly seen, he always was wearing a sport tweed jacket, and people have reported seeing this, and they see him always gazing at his own portrait. Okay, so maybe he's thinking, maybe he thinks it's a mirror or something. <laughs> well, you know, that would be kind of creepy. It would be. Because, like, he probably wasn't alive when he realized, like, oh, my paintings are famous. Oh. So I... if you saw it up, you'd be like, wait a minute, that's me. Maybe, yeah, or maybe he's just really vain and really into looking at himself. Maybe. Um, this is the year of the of the agonizing selfie or the era of the agonizing selfie where you have to paint yourself. Maybe. Uh-huh. Do you think he knows what a selfie is or no? Well, the idea of one, at least a self-portrait because... Yeah. Well, he we... probably does if he hangs out at the museum because people take selfies. Exactly. But like selfies are just self-portraits. It's just right. that we're far too busy these days to say self-portrait. Right. Even though you're only saving one syllable. It's so silly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, all Welcome the... <laughs> to Boomer Chat with Lindsay and Jordan. All the Cleveland Art Museum says is, well, you know, hopefully he likes it. I hope so, too. Yeah, maybe he th- I, maybe he's like me and I look at my stuff over and over again and I'm like, oh, not good enough. Would it change this? Would it change that? So I'll do one more story and it is actually the Restless Relics at the British Museum. So this is British Museum. It doesn't really say what museum. I don't know if it's just called the British Museum or not. <laughs> or if the person who wrote the story was like, oh. The British one? It's the British one. <laughs> they all have an accent. Uh, it's the British I one. I don't know. Um, so there is a statue of an Egyptian goddess, Sikhmet. Sure, that sounds right. I think that's right. And they said that usually they will hear moanings by the statue. And also people have reported that it has been moving around. Okay, two things. You hate, you, you, you said it was a statue, right? Mm-hmm. You hate for a statue to be moving around on its own, number one. Number two... I'm wondering when we're going to start hearing about ghost stuff and it's not going to be your standard moaning or chatter. It's going to be something really wild and crazy. I don't know. People claim that this statue has worldly powers. Worldly powers? I guess so. Well, here's something kind of different. You said the moaning and, you know, everything like this. Hope it's front flips. It's at the British Museum, too. And a security guard found himself captivated by a 19th century wooden sculpture of a dog. Okay, I like where this is going. He had a strong sense that the sculpture had powers. And he felt like a strong desire to point his finger at it. He did it for like two minutes. And all of a sudden, the lights and the fire alarms went off in the museum. Because he was pointing at a dog statue? Yeah. Huh. Now that, okay, that's unique and that's pretty interesting. Yeah. So he was staring at this dog statue and was like, Something is like taking over my body and I feel like I have to point at it. Yeah. And he just point at it and then like all this sh- stuff starts happening. Did you almost, almost maybe say a swear? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I've never felt compelled just to point at an inanimate object for two minutes straight, let alone two seconds. Have you ever felt compelled to just point at a statue? No, but I do feel like, okay, I kind of understand, like, I relate it to, like, when you kind of stare off. Like, why do you just stare off? Like, you can't snap yourself out of it easily. It's like you just have to do it. 
Yeah, it's weird. And then and then you realize, like, how long have I been staring off? Why am I staring off? What was I even thinking about? Yeah. I, I think it's our brains uploading information to the secret government. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Well, there's a bunch of other really haunted uh, museums and stuff, but... Those were just a few. There's one that they think that a wraith is haunting this um, big old mansion. It was the <laughs> basically the like right hand man to a queen, and then she got mad at him and had him killed. And now he wears red and walks around this mansion where they used to live, and he likes to terrorize people. Okay, um, <laughs> you know, just the typical stuff. Is there another cool summary you can give us about a haunted um, museum? Yeah, there's, uh, that guy's name was Jack the Skinner, um, so he has an interesting name. Um, there's a boogeyman supposedly in the bell tower of the San Francisco Art Institute. Oh, a boogeyman? Um, yeah, they've closed off this tower area because they have a boogeyman that will terrorize you and mess with your stuff. I really hope there's a sign that says close, no entry, and then it says boogeyman inside. Boogeyman inside, you know, we don't suggest you do that. That would also be great if the sign said literally that, you know, <laughs> dot, dot, dot. <laughs> you know. We we, mm. we highly suggest you don't do that. Um, Real quick, breaking booze. I know it's over, but on Halloween night <laughs> in upstate New York, yeah, they were auctioning off a huge mansion. I mean, it needs work. Yeah. But it's this huge mansion house that was built in 1871, and it is supposedly very, very haunted. Yeah. And at the stroke of midnight this Halloween, they auctioned it off and the starting bid was only at $25,000. Do you know what the ending bid was? Um, it does not say, I don't think. $6. Let me see. No, because this post was just saying that on the thing of midnight, we're starting it. Ah. So I don't know. I'd have to look up what the ending bid was, but there was so much stuff that happened here. There's a whole story about, you know, there was a husband and wife and they both died and then there was a family and the sisters died and then the kids died and how many people didn't like die in the cat house cat in there and then <laughs> it was used for um a short period of time when there was influenza and they were housing a bunch of people and then everybody died of disease and yeah but it's a really big house here i'll show you a picture it's very pretty yeah it's a big like castle mansion yeah, some people call it a cramption. It's a cramption, and it's in upstate New York, and someone probably got it pretty cheap, unless they had a big turnout, and someone paid like a mil for it. I would I would like to ask you a question. Yeah. What would you do if, well, okay, first question. What would you do if you, no, I keep messing up my question. How much would you pay <laughs> for that insanely haunted mansion? How much would you pay? $25,000. You wouldn't go above 25000 bucks. Do I have the money? Yes. Like how much? Mm, like, whatever. How infinity. much? How much would you feel comfortable paying for a gigantic, haunted mansion in upstate New York that needs renovations? Um, a hundred thousand. Yeah, that's probably good. Yeah, because it's like look at all those renovations that it needs, and it's in upstate New York. Yeah, it could be pricey up there, but like it's also haunted. Nah. Now, what would you do if you were in the mansion and you heard a noise like this? And I need a gut reaction from you. Ready? Mm-hmm. You're in the mansion. Maybe it's been about a week or so, and you literally just thought, you know what? I don't think this place is haunted at all. And you hear this noise. Ah! Wait, you hear this noise. <laughs> what would you do then? I'd be like, I have a goat problem. 
<laughs> no wonder why this, this is place is worse. <laughs> no wonder why so many people died here. There's goats in the house. This is worse than ghost. Yeah, you think so? Yeah. If there were a bunch of goats inside your well, you could Yeah, because would... if you gotta feed them and now you have animals that you have to take care of, like going out of town, it's like, well, now I gotta find someone to take care of the goats. If you're at the top of the stairs, you have to really be careful because they could ram you down, they could headbutt you down them. Yeah, if you have kids, they're gonna be pushing your kids around, eating their jeans. So do you think for real, would you rather have literally a ghost in your house that haunts your house or a goat that you cannot remove from the property? Is the ghost like demon ghost or is it just it's there? It's there. There is some poltergeist activity. It The, the, the ghost definitely makes itself known mm-hmm. just as much as a goat would. So they're they're on the same level of like mischievousness yeah the goat's not gonna like really cause that much harm and neither will the ghost but one is a goat and one is a ghost right what would you rather have in your house i mean i don't know because i'm just thinking like well what's gonna bother molly more our dog the goat Uh, probably the goat but also like dogs are supposedly really sensitive to ghosts so it's like is that gonna bother her and a bunch of she might like the ghost yeah, true. So it might be a toss-up. Yeah, it's really hard. I don't know. <laughs> you know what? It's really difficult. It's a really, <laughs> it's difficult, really difficult decision that we need to make and we need to think about. And I think yeah. why we while we think about it, let's do some haunted housekeeping. Get the ghosts out of our house. Get the goat out of our house. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we'll come back and we'll, you know, just continue with the show. Okay. Linz, thanks for bringing in your stuff. Thanks. I It was like really not even half-researched. I... Literally just stumbled through it. What do you think? 30%? Yeah. Cool. I still think it's interesting. I mean, I I want to read the whole article. (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, maybe I should like post the whole article so people can read it. Whatever. I gave you the... uh, You get it. Yeah. You you get get it. it. You get it. Okay. Well, we will see each and every one of you in the extremely haunted, haunted housekeeping zone in three, two, one. Well, yeehaw, saddle up, partners, and hop on your haunted, headless horse, and welcome to the Haunted Housekeeping Zone. Why don't you come along with us? If you have any questions regarding haunted, headless horses, a cryptid that you once saw and behind your house. Maybe just a cupboard that keeps talking to you. If there's a particular pair of shoes that when you put on, you see nothing but ghosts. Or an Ikea table that you just can't seem to put together by yourself. If you're dealing with any of these things specifically or anything just kind of spooky and unexplainable and you want to ask us about it or even just tell us, you can. You can call our haunted hotline, the phone number is 803-816-2667 or 803-816-BOOZE. That's the scarier number and I like that one better. That's fine. And that's just Lindsay's preference. You can call our haunted hotline or text it any time of day or any time of night. And please don't worry, it will go directly to voicemail so you don't have to talk to a human being at all. We'll do our best to give you probably mediocre advice or maybe you just want to have us talk about it. We can talk about it. Again, the phone number is 803-816-2667 
or 803-816-BOOZE. And if you happen to be looking for some really spooky but also extremely fashion-forward pants or shorts or just drip in general, you can check out our friends over at Native Language Clothing. It's spooky cozy season, so why not have spooky cozy drip? Yeah, you can get yourself a really cool hoodie and matching shorts and wear them around your house when you're just, you know, having a pumpkin spice latte with almond milk. They have like Sherpa shorts and they're tie-dye, so it's like the best of both worlds. You can go to nativelanguageclothing.com or check out their Instagram, Native Language Clothing, and do some clicking and some scrolling. And at checkout, you can use the promo code SPOOKYSPOUSES, all one word, all lowercase, and get 30% off your entire order. And that's a lot of percent off. That's a spooky sale. <laughs> yeah, it is. So again, that's Native Language Clothing. Use the promo code SPOOKYSPOUSES, all one word, all lowercase at checkout, and get 30% off. Say you have your comfy native language shorts on and you're like, you know, I just need a really cool spooky shirt to go with this. You can go check out our friends at DiscountCemetery.com. There you'll find things like Kubrick stuff, the burbs, and don't tell mom the babysitter's dead, which is a super cool shirt. Or you can just literally get a shirt that says cemetery on it. I did. Lindsay did. And it's wonderful. So check out our friends at Discount Cemetery on Instagram, Twitter, or Doc. Our show is a proud member of the Scavengers Network family of podcasting friends and podcasting podcasters. You can go to scavengersnetwork.com and check out some of the other great shows on the network. Or you can go to spookyspousescast.com, do some scrolling around, check out some of our cool merch on there that Lindsay designed. And then from there, you can also check out the Scavengers Network website. Sounds great. And as always, we would like to thank each and every one of you for listening to our show, for supporting our show, and most importantly, for telling people about our show. Thank you, spooky buddies, and stay spooky. And now, here is an advertisement in audio form for a podcast that we enjoy. Hey, Eli, do you want to help me make an improvised fantasy adventure podcast? Hey, Ty, that sounds fun. Do we want to bring in all of our friends to play with us? Nope, just you. Okay, will I be on the whole time? Actually, no, you'll be on for three to six episodes, and then we'll bring on another guest. Okay, is one of us going to be the main character? Nope, you're all just going to be side characters in a larger story. Okay, but this podcast is going to be hard to find, right? Nope, just look up Side Character Quest on whatever podcast app you like, or just go to sidecharacterquest.com. Okay, but you promise not to kill my character, right? No promises. Uh, oh no. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, even though you may not have gone anywhere, but still welcome back. Or, hey, or you're hey. still here? <laughs> cool. Welcome back, or hey. Hey. Suh, dude. Suh. <laughs> Remember a few years ago when that was really funny to say? Um, Suh, dude. I think dude. you really thought it was funny to say. Well, and my brother. Okay, you're He's right. 40. So there. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, he's actually 43. So we would say that together. And mm. when we did, he was he was 40 years old. And we used to say, suh, dude. Isn't that so cool, Lens? Yeah. But we said it not... Okay, 
here's something that's super suh, dude. We're getting, we're, <laughs> we're getting into this? Yeah, ready? This okay, is some I'm breaking ready. booze, kind of. Uh, but it's pretty well known. I didn't look into it because you'll understand why, because I'm sure we can all gather why this happened and what happened. Mm -hmm. But I just feel like you and I would not do a good job as this show or as hosts, whatever we are, if we did not mention that Zach Bagans and the Ghost Adventures crew, I only say his name first yeah, because I'm sure he was the one who was mostly responsible for this, went and did a ghost hunt for two hours, well, edited down two hours at the Tiger King place. I saw that and I was like, you know, okay. It's like the, it's like this week on Duck Dynasty, they're going to hang out with the Walmart yodeling kid. It's just like two things that are like, have been on their way out for a while. And well, it's just all low hanging fruit. This is what I don't understand. Okay. So obviously they jumped on this to get publicity, which yeah. more power to them because they're very popular. Yeah. We even watch them occasionally. It's just, it's like you think to yourself, did they run out of places to go? But you're like, no, there are so many places <laughs> yeah. that are supposedly haunted. Like, there are so many places. There, and not only are there places at, like, varying levels of hauntedness, but within, like, two hours in a big circle around where we live, there are so many haunted places. I just don't get why they went there. So, I mean, I guess I can't knock it until I, I mean, was it on a burial ground? Was it, is there some kind of story behind it? I don't know. All we know is the Tiger King show. And I mean, yeah, someone died there, but it's like, I, I don't like the fact that just because people have died a certain place or yeah. a person has died a certain place that it's automatically haunted. Like, yeah, there I needs agree. to be some other story than just like, Oh, someone died here. Well, there needs to be some other story other than it was on Netflix once. Right. It's just, it's like seeing that. What other shows, <laughs> what other shows on Netflix could Ooh. we say that they should go investigate? Okay. I would like, okay, you and I were just watching this last night. I, mm -hmm. well, <laughs> let me, let me rephrase that. I came home uh, and it was about seven o'clock and you had been watching this. Yeah. The, the Curse of Oak Island. Right, but that's an actual little, like, a legitimate place. Exactly. Well, so is the Tiger King place. That's actually a, a, no, a legitimate place. No, I mean, like, place. that's an actually, like, there's lore and a story behind that place. Well, I would like to see them go there and then find some cool evidence. That would oh. be cool. I was thinking something more funny, like... Oh, um, like, like one of the House on House Hunters. <laughs> no? <laughs> yeah, or like... I don't know. What's a silly show on Netflix that's really popular? If they went to the one... Um, hospital the, that was in the OA, in the second season of the OA. Well, that was like dealing with angels and stuff, and that could be like creepy. I'm just trying to be, I'm, I'm just trying, trying to, to give silly things, answers. I'm trying to think of something that. Then you, you I tell don't know. me, you, you tell me yours, and then I'll play off of that because you have an idea in your head, and I just, I haven't gotten it yet. Well, I'm thinking, I'm thinking of popular shows that it would be a funny setting, um, that they investigate. Um, I okay. didn't watch that show, but like The Good Place. There, okay. Like she's in heaven, there we but every, go. it's like heaven and everything's really nice. So like, are they going to investigate there? And they can't swear. And they can't swear and they can't do anything bad, boy. Oh, crap. I just got crap and touched. <laughs> Wouldn't that be fun to say just if every swear was crap? Yeah. Are you crap and kidding me? Crap, crap, crap. Or like... <laughs> 
<laughs> are they going to investigate the the British Bake Off tent? There, that's a great idea. <laughs> like, See, I wasn't getting. What are they it. doing? I wasn't playing enough pretend, and I needed to play more pretend. Yeah, you were doing like legitimate places, like yeah. I, well, again, I wasn't doing a very good job. Like Stranger Things, are they going to go investigate there? They might. They I would rather them investigate the tent at the Great British Baking Show. I bet it's so haunted. Oh, and Noel Fielding would be there to like do a little cameo. Yeah. I also just saw something online that said fans can't believe how old Noel Fielding is. How old is he? I don't know. I didn't look because I could not care less. He's got to be like almost uh, 50. <laughs> Probably is. Yeah. Looks great. But he Looks does great. look great. Looks so, great. Do you have a topic this week? Or? No, I just wanted to talk about the <laughs> Ghost Adventures going to the Tiger we're King really place. We're really going on a tangent, and this is bad. No, you know what? It's it's like yeah. we're getting older and more stubborn and more set in our ways, and we're starting to smell worse. Like So now we're in our fourth year, and it's like, whatever. We're just going to talk about whatever. Speaking of getting older for some reason, okay. <laughs> I put it on Twitter today because I was just curious if anybody else was having this problem, but like... As I get older, I really appreciate like bird videos. Say that one more time a little louder. <laughs> <laughs> it's recorded. You all heard me. But like bird videos are funny. Bird videos are very funny. I don't know. Birds, you know? Birds, you know? I love looking at them, but I wouldn't want to own a bird. Yeah, no. But they're fun. They're 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 fun to uh watch, I guess. They're mm-hmm. very silly. They're very curious little creatures, aren't mm-hmm. they? Okay, speaking of birds, I have a little bit of breaking booze. You ready for it? Yes. This is breaking booze number two. This is from... Where's number one? It was the uh, Zach Baggins thing. Oh, okay, gotcha. And the Great British Baking Show. Remember we had that very cool discussion Mm -hmm. about it? Uh, Here's something I found on the internet, and this is real. Oop. I thought I was going to pronounce the word wrong, but I was correct, and then I got scared, and I unintentionally said oop. Astronomers discover a, quote, deep structure under the moon's largest crater. Like what kind of structure? A deep structure. Okay. Here's a little bit of the thing. Man-made? I don't know. Hmm. A team of astronomers found a, quote, large excess of mass under the moon's largest crater, the Aitken Basin, likely a relic from an ancient asteroid impact event, but perhaps something much stranger. Hmm. I love that it says the word perhaps because it makes me read it differently. Okay. It makes it more it makes it more exciting. Cool. Imagine here's a quote. Imagine taking a pile of metal five times larger than the big island of Hawaii and burying it underground. That's a quote from Peter B. James from Baylor University. That's roughly how much unexpected mass we detected. So the big island of Hawaii we all know is very big. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's called the Big Island. It's got a volcano on it and stuff. Five times of those underneath the surface of the moon. Yeah. That's weird. Wow. What if it's an alien base? What if it's where it's aliens- It's a piece of metal, though? I guess it is. It's some sort of metallic thingamajig. Ew. If we're going to- What do you mean, ew? Because that means like <laughs> an asteroid hit that ball- so hard. Okay, now are that you it also left an asteroid metal? <laughs> are you also telling people? Are you also breaking <laughs> it? Uh, are you letting people know this is the episode where you refer to the moon as the ball? Well, yeah, it's the big ball. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got a full. Oh, I was gonna. That's gonna sound bad. <laughs> yeah, gonna, don't say that. Uh, even if we say we got a half or a crescent, a doesn't big... sound bad when you say there's a crescent ball outside tonight. That sounds okay. Yeah, but saying full ball doesn't yeah, sound great. Don't say that. <laughs> okay. You got the moon ball and you got the sun ball. Yeah. 
shiny ball and nighttime ball. (laughs) (laughs) Glowy ball and reflective ball. We have such a smart show. I know. Okay, I'm going to go on a little bit more with the story. The strange mass extends to depths of more than 300 kilometers or 186 miles, according to the researcher's paper, which was published in the Geophysical Research Letters earlier this year. To find the mass, the researchers looked at changes in the strength of gravity around the moon by analyzing data from NASA's Gravity Recovery and Interior Laboratory mission. Now, that is just, of course, that's what they did. I mean, like... I feel like NASA just puts a bunch of big words together and they're like, and it's a, it's a mission. They do. Uh, they do. Yep. The glow ball and the reflective ball, outer spacey, not on earthy, <laughs> up in the sky mission. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But 186 miles in the surface of the moon. Yeah, that's crazy. That's but how did they get so... How did they find that? Because they have a monitor or something? Oh, because they used the Gravity Recovery and Interior Laboratory mission. Oh, because they were doing okay. that. Uh, the acronym of that is the GRAIL. So they can like see in the the moon ball. I, th- I think they can see in the moon ball. Hold on. Let me put on my scholarly... <clears throat> science. Hmm, that's NASA- weird that you're just wearing an apron, but okay. <clears throat> Ready? It's one of those aprons that have the bikini bodies on them. I don't understand why. That's your scholarly beach, thing. Beach but... vibes. Yeah, okay. Summer vibes. Mm-hmm. Um, NASA see in glow ball because shapes from gravity shapes. Mm. I'm taking the apron off. So I guess because of the readings they're getting from reading the gravitational pull of certain parts of the moon, I think... Think. So is it like a big, huge industrial like metal detector? I, I, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Okay. I think. Um, I know that I do know that there is literally one scientist who does listen to the show. Hmm. Uh, his, ni- his name is Eli. He lives in Georgia. So Eli, hmm. I'm sorry if we're butchering this, but if we are, just, you know, let us know what actually how Eli, if we're butchering this, please let us know how NASA makes C in Global. Yeah. And like, will you tell NASA like just to call it, call it the Global, the Global and the Reflectant Ball? Yeah. Can't all don't all scientists know each other? Just talk to them. Is there like science slang? Oh, you know, there's science slang. We need to know that science slang. Oh, that's Beaker, bro. That's. Um, <laughs> oh, that's. Ha, uh, that's, um, what's a, please give me a word. Uh, milliliters? That's millifleek, dude. Mm, that's, what's that's up? That's electromagnetic. Bro? Pull, yo. Oh, what's up, fleek fam? Y'all just milliliton? <laughs> oh, what's up, lit squad? Y'all just bunsen in 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 I just think that maybe after this episode, we don't, I don't know if we have the energy to do anymore. To talk up the whole show? <laughs> <laughs> or to talk about science stuff. All of it. I just, oh, yeah. Okay, now this is okay. another part of the article. Uh, and I wasn't intending to spend this much time on the article, but you know what? <laughs> Free spirits. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, but this uh, this next section of the article is the name of my new metal band that I'm starting. Mm-hmm. Moon Magma. Computer oh. simulations suggest that the crater could have been created by an iron-nickel core asteroid that spread out into the upper mantle of the moon during impact, while the metal could remain suspended in the moon's mantle until the present day, rather than sinking to the moon's core. 
Now, that's a lot of smart stuff. So asteroid smashed into reflectant ball, embedded metal into it, Mm -hmm. and it's just hanging out there. Yeah. But they don't think gravity is going to pull it in towards the middle. True. Okay. Uh, Let me put the apron back on. Sweep. Fast space ball hit. Now it says, number one girl dad. What's up? (laughs) Where do you get all these aprons from? Let me put put on another apron. Tell me what this one says. Now that's just like a, a like a weird body of an alien or something, I think. It says, take me to your grilder, uh, which oh. isn't very funny, but that's what it says. Take me to your lederhosen and it has like a German outfit. On the alien, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, isn't that great? Hmm. These are cool ideas for aprons. Mm, okay. Okay, <laughs> so fast space ball hit glow ball. Yeah. Prize inside. Oh, this, fa- the glow ball hit this? No, no, no. Ball? Okay. Fast fast space ball hit, hit reflectant ball hit moon ball yeah hit yeah moon nighttime ball because glow ball is sun ball glow ball sun ball yeah yeah okay let me use uh, new apron <laughs> um fast space ball hit night ball nighttime ball inside inside fast space ball special prize inside yeah hit nighttime ball special prize stuck in the nighttime ball yeah no move stay yeah. still no move Amy, good girl. Amy, Amy. Remember that from Congo? Where uh Oh yeah, with the monkey. But the gorilla was drinking the martini. Amy, good girl. Amy, Amy, yeah. Amy, good girl. What a crazy movie. Okay, yeah. Moon Magma. Uh we talked about glow ball, sticky ball. Another theory floating around. Huh? Sticky ball? We're not talking about rice. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's a I meant... whole different kind of ball now. Now you're confusing me. Okay, sorry. We talked about glow ball, fast space ball, prize inside the fast space ball. Yeah. Another theory. Is that sp- is... The nighttime ball. No, fast space ball is asteroid. Oh, that's yeah. fast space ball. Okay. We can just call that one um, zoomy ball. Zoomy ball. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Another theory. Now I've been trying to get to this very funny joke that I'm sure they meant to do. Mm-hmm. Another theory floating around. if you mean zooming around nasa a little bit of science humor another theory floating around as to what the mass might be the result of lunar magma ocean solidification or as i like to call it elmos so lunar magma meaning nighttime ball magma inside the nighttime ball Mm -hmm. ocean so an entire ocean made out of magma in the nighttime ball. Okay. Solidification. The ocean in the middle of the nighttime ball somehow solidified and created an entire solid or frozen ocean of now lava rocks inside nighttime ball. Hmm. Or the process in which a once molten moon surface solidified over billions of years while forming dense oxides. Wow. Well, yeah, I mean, that kind of makes sense because it's like, you know, our planet is not the only planet that like has like magma or weird stuff or plates or, exactly. you know, stuff melting. Exactly. Well, case in point, one theory, uh, one theory that NASA has floating around is that the moon at its core also used to have magma. Yeah. Maybe space got too cold for the magma in the moon. And that's and that's a very that's just a very short poem that I wrote. Mm. Maybe space got too cold for the magma in the moon. Do you have a poem you wanted to tell anybody? Um no. Okay. Wow. 
Yeah. The only thing I like really honestly that came to my head because I really wasn't thinking too much. Yeah. Because that's usually kind of how I just I work. Okay. Um, was just like this is gonna be sweet, isn't it? No, it's oh. not. It was just like sunball, sweet sunball. That's a great poem. And then it, that's it. Okay. Let's mm. do this before we get to a voicemail. Yeah. Sunball, sweet sunball. That's five syllables. That's the first line of a haiku. Yeah. Sunball, sweet sunball. Okay. Do you want me to do the seventh, the seven syllables and you do the last five? Sure. Okay. So say yours first. Sunball, sweet sunball. Making nighttime ball look good. And then five syllables. Um, This is hard. Well, it's the art of haiku. You shine so brightly. That's great. I was going to recite the haiku, but I forget what I said. Yeah, I forget too. Let's do a voicemail. Ready? Ready. Uh, well, honestly, pretty cool discovery that they found a gigantic metal structure underneath the moon's surface. What's also exciting is that we also have a haunted hotline where you can call into our show and don't worry, we will never answer the phone. It goes right to voicemail. And you can leave us a voicemail about whatever you want. If you want to talk to us about a theory you have about the moon magma, if you want to talk to us about something you saw in your backyard, if you had an experience with a ghost or five when you were younger, you can call us. Lindsay, what's the phone number? I always ask Lindsay because Lindsay forgets the first three I'm digits. I'm so bad. With, I forget the whole thing. I know the last is booze. Okay. Can you guess the first one? 814. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so bad with numbers. You do the last part. Ready? Yeah. 803-816. Booze. Crushed it. Or 803-816-2667. You can call or text whenever you would like. And we love getting them. They're very fun. They're they very, are. very fun. Okay. Lindsay, are you ready for a voicemail? Ready. Hey, Jordan and Lindsay and Molly. This is uh, Turner, and I I have a spooky-related uh, question. Um, sometimes when I am, am I I'm, I'm going out on a run, and sometimes I just start thinking about what if someone what if someone's like chasing me, you know? And usually I'm like got my earbuds in and like listen to a podcast or something. But sometimes I just like really start thinking about whether or not someone's following me or like chasing after me. Um, to the point where, like, sometimes I, like, have to look behind me so that I convince myself, unconvince myself that someone has just kind of been been chasing after me. And uh, sometimes if I, like, need to run a little faster, I'll, like, start thinking about it or something. And it gets to – it gets it goes a little far sometimes. So I was just curious if you all have uh, certain circumstances where, you, like, you really convince yourself – there's something there when there's not or you know something weird like that so i um hope you are doing well and i love you all and goodbye oh and i love your show goodbye Lindsay, tell tell turner and everyone what happened to you a few weeks ago okay well this isn't gonna help the situation nope but I was, it was the week of my birthday, a few days before my birthday, beginning of October, and we were at the Ridges, which is an old insane asylum, but we walk the trails and stuff around there all the time. It's not, I mean, it's supposedly haunted, but we go there all the time and we never experience anything unless we're talking to ghosts like and i do think it is for sure haunted yeah so i'm not like in the cemetery or anything like that i'm just walking trails around it 
And I had the same experience. Like I had to keep looking back. I had my headphones in. I turned them down. Like it really felt like someone kept running up to like around my shoulder and then like backing away and then running up to me and backing away like so much that I had to keep turning around. Like I felt like I was crazy. But then you also said you felt something touch your touch your arm or something. I felt something touch that same. So it was always on my right side. And I felt like something touched me at one point that I like stopped and turned around. Like I really thought it was Jordan tapping me on the shoulder. And I had never felt that up there before. It was very, very odd. It is but very odd. I do get that too. I sometimes when I have my headphones in and I'm running, I do get like someone's behind me or I don't know, just paranoia from like living in a city and stuff at one point. You always are like, is someone behind me? Is someone going to attack me? So I don't know how to solve this. Like, it's all a mental thing. It totally is. And I've only, and maybe this is because I'm just kind of ignorant to the world sometimes, or like I've turned off a lot of parts of my brain that just worry about stuff. And I'm like, well, whatever happens, Uh, which probably isn't great. But I've had this once when we were living around Columbus on a trail that's back in the woods when it started to get dark. It got dark mm-hmm. really, really, really fast. But I wasn't worried that there was a person. I had, and I was, a, you know, a grown adult. I had convinced myself that there was a Bigfoot chasing me in the woods <laughs> because I thought, oh, wouldn't that be a funny story? You hear you're out for a run and then you hear a, you hear a Bigfoot chasing you. But I had convinced myself so much and it was starting to get so dark where I couldn't see the trail in front of me. And I didn't, I've never seen it get that dark over there. Uh, I thought, oh, I'm being chased by a Bigfoot. So I started running very fast. (laughs) Well, the funny thing is, is on that same trail, you are going way back in the woods. Like you're going in the middle of nowhere and it does get dark back there. And I'm always like weary of someone robbing me or coming up. But then there was one time I told you that I was running and this like huge beast of a man, like just this ripped guy, no shirt on, but he had like one of those construction vests like tucked in his front pocket of his jeans. And he was walking with a huge sledgehammer. That's right. And I like (laughs) nothing about me like freaked out. I just like waved to him and kept going. Oh, there he is. And then like an hour later, I was like, that guy could have murdered me. And what was he doing out there? Like, was he actually a worker or was this something that like I'm going to hear on the news later? Yeah. Who was the jacked, uh, like who was the jacked character in Mortal Kombat with a sledgehammer walking in a trail back in the middle of the it woods. It was like I met Goro in real life. <laughs> <laughs> and he waved to you four times. Hey, Lins, hey, Lins, hey, Lins, hey, Lins. But yeah, the only thing I can think to try to solve it is like maybe like on your hat or something, get those little rear view mirrors that you put on your bicycle. Yeah. And then that way you can keep looking forward and you're not distracted turning back, but you can see in your mirrors what's behind you and that's I mean, a good look yeah you're gonna look really cool yeah so it's really a, it's basically a win-win i really have nothing else to add because that is such a cool idea and it's practical yeah or you could i don't know i mean like okay if you wear a hat when you're running which like i know you like to wear a hat when you're running Me? put the mirror like on oh. your the mirrors on your hat Oh, no, that's exactly what I thought you were saying. Yeah. Yeah. Clip them on the sides. You got a lefty and a righty Mm -hmm. um, side view mirror, essentially. And then or you could put on the back of your hat. I have magic powers. Yeah. So maybe they'd be afraid to get you because like, well, I don't want to get, you know, zipped or zapped. Yeah. You could make like a custom shirt that says like, please don't zip or zap me. Yeah. Well, no, I'm saying you could threaten them saying you have magic powers. Yeah, I know. But then like. 
on your shirt, it says, don't zip or zap me. <laughs> Just like a comment. Like, because maybe if someone's going to run up and zap you, they're uh, like, oh, well, I won't because he took the time to make a custom shirt that says that. Or put on a shirt that just says, um, always a little bit nervous. Uh, I'd appreciate it if you didn't. <laughs> like those harnesses. We got Molly one of those harnesses because she's a little skittish of people. Yeah, it said nervous And it on said it. nervous. You can just get like a little harness. But then the nervous harness, the nervous harness broke. Yeah, it, it wasn't broke. very durable. No, and that makes me nervous. Yeah, because it's like my dog could have run away and she's nervous. Yeah, and now no one can tell because her nervous harness broke. <laughs> Whatever. She looked really silly in that harness. Turner, I think get get the rearview mirrors, and then if you want to gild the lily a little bit more, then maybe you get a shirt in the back that just says, please don't. Yeah. Or come on. Or maybe like you can put spikes on the back of your shoes. Yeah. So like rock. if like someone comes up, you can kick backwards. Or just yeah. like so you don't have to look backwards, just kick, like flail your legs backwards really quick, like as you run. Like how Phoebe ran just on in, Friends. Yeah, just in case someone's behind you, you're like, ah, I'm going to get you with my stabbers. Yamo, Yamo, get ya. I'm going to get ya. Well, I hope that helped, Turner. And yeah. as always, thanks for calling and thanks for being such a special boy. And be careful out there. Yeah, always be careful. Uh, if anyone doesn't know, Turner and his partner have the world's, uh, one of the world's most beautiful doggies. It's very cute. Well, speaking of very cute, we'd like to thank Eli Rexford Chambers for writing the music you heard at the beginning, the middle, and the end of our show. You can find Eli. Oh, well, he's very, uh, he's very gentle and sweet and has um, flute arms, arms made out of flutes. You he's can very kawaii. He is very kawaii. Mm -hmm. You can find Eli on social media at Eli who does music. We'd also like to thank another bunch of kawaii people. And that's everybody <laughs> over at the Scavengers Network. Um, you can go to scavengersnetwork.com. You can find our podcast, many other great podcasts. Spookyspossescast.com. You can find some merchandise we've done. You can read about what we're doing. You know, you just the things. Just the things. Hop on over. Type on over. Google on over. Surf on in. Hop on over. Do, 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 do. That's a good song you made up. Yeah. I sang that song and Molly just got really startled downstairs. Yeah. So I don't think she liked it. No. We would also like to thank each and every one of you, and we mean it, for listening to the show, for helping us spread the word, for being so supportive. And as our friend Katie Goodfellow up in Canada, Lucky, said to the world that she thinks that the listeners of our show create the friendliest fan base. And I think that is so nice. It's a very proud thing. Like, I feel like a proud mom because it's like, we just want to share love and you to share love back. That's all we want. Yeah. And we consider each of you who listen to our show our friends. So thank you for listening. If you want to do the five-star thing or the review thing on iTunes, go ahead. But if you don't want to, I get it. Just maybe tell tell a few people about the show. Yeah. Or check out Lindsay's cool threadless shop, her kelp rabbit threadless shop, and do some holiday shopping on there. Or maybe get someone a spooky spouse's mug for the holidays too. Whatever. Well, until next week, I hope you all have a week where maybe you go to a museum or do one of those virtual tours safely from your home in a museum. Yeah. And you see um, a ghost in one of the photos. That's actually not a bad idea because you are catching things on camera. Oh, why not? Hey, if you're a museum person, you work at a museum, and you have any say in what happens, hide some creepy stuff in the museum when you do a live walkthrough, the Ooh, live stream walkthrough. Yeah. 
create some marketing that way. Yeah, because then everybody will be like, wait, did I just see a shadow figure in the back? And then you're going to go, wait, is our museum viral now? And then you're viral. Hey, little marketing advice for you guys. You're welcome. You're welcome. Just maybe just give us a thumbs up on uh, MySpace. Well, have a good week. Try not to be too stressed out. And we love y'all. We do. And we will see each and every one of you next week on what day we don't know yet. Bye-bye. Bye. Shrimp, shrimp, toast, shrimp, pizza, toast. Lindsay? Hot dog, french fry, food. Hot dog, french fry, food for me, and a one, two, three, and wee hee hee. Lindsay, you got a song really quick? Let's keep it moving here. Um, where's my dog? Oh, she's right over there. Good for her. <laughs> what? Give me another song. I, that was one. Try one more time. Um, leftover tater salad. Okay. More, uh, more. Try it again. One more time. Go ahead. Ready? Um, you tell me you borrow my DVD. I said no way. Give it back to me. What's what was the DVD of? Um. Oh my gosh. I know. Can we hear Molly <laughs> in the background? <laughs> Hold on. Just She's listen. She's fighting a ghost. Let's listen. The ghost has beaten her. Okay, of course she stopped. So she might have passed away. Lens, thanks for your songs. You're welcome. Here she comes. Molly, do you want to say something to the mic? Look. You want to say something to the mic? Come here. Come here. It's okay. Come here. Why don't you say, come here. You want to say something? Come here. You're not in trouble. Stop. I don't, I don't want to say something to the mic. Molly. I don't want to say it. <laughs> say something to the mic. Say something. Make a noise. She doesn't you want to. Okay. She got very scared. Okay. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content. PodCube. Podcasts from the past delivered to the future. With PodCube's pseudo-linear 4D adiabatic qubit streaming technology, you can select any point in history and record it for personal gain. What was the group dynamic with Australopithecus? What brand of cigarettes did the Spanish Inquisition smoke? Was Leonardo da Vinci a pants guy? Or a shorts guy? You can discover with PodCube. Listen for yourself to the flagship PodCube podcast, Alabaster's Haberdashery, recorded on location in 1880. Simply search PodCube, all one word, in your podcast app or visit poweredbypodcube.com. PodCube, the future is yesterday. Beware.